I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Good evening, Murd Nerds. Though it doesn't seem like it today, uh, spring is coming. (laughs) Today is horrible outside. Um, We are actually recording remotely today as the roads are um, supposed to get really bad tonight. So we didn't want to drive home in that. Um, We got a call from Jeremy. He put his foot down. Put the foot down. No. So um, we apologize if our audio is a little weird. Um, It's because we are in two separate places. Alicia and I are together. (laughs) Um, But yeah, April's coming up. I can feel it. We've had all those little tease days, which yes, suck when like weather like this comes back, but they definitely help tide us over until real spring hits. Oh yeah. I felt so. the ser- I felt the serotonin oh, Wednesday the other yeah, day. It was so, so nice. I worked um, on my deck. It's about time. I know. <laughs> I built I built back stairs. You guys were supposed to be able to use those tonight. And uh you oh, know so nice. Next I'm time. <laughs> no no crawling over cinder blocks anymore. Now you can actually <laughs> steps. In the dark too with our uh <laughs> Um so yeah, how are my two favorite people between the ages of thirty one and fifty today? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, how old is Alicia? Alicia's not in that age bracket. Yeah, she's thirty-one. Yeah, She'll be really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you were. I thought you were younger than that. I'm. I, yeah. <gasps> Open on me. Well, I knew your birthday because we just celebrated it not too long ago. <laughs> Mine's only four weeks before hers. Oh yeah. well. She... <laughs> or three weeks. Is it three weeks exactly? It's three weeks. It, exactly. it is yeah. something three like that. I do remember. I do remember that now. But I didn't think you had broke the big three zero yet for some weird yeah. reason. Really? Yeah. Just me being young over here. That well, skin, that blotchy on this giant. I was just gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna go with the mindset that she has, you know. Oh, because I'm immature. <laughs> 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 I'm like forever fourteen. <laughs> yeah. I'm forever good. At, I'm good at twenty five <laughs> forever. Twenty seven here. There you go. <laughs> um. Okay, well, if we don't have anything else to talk about, we can go into my question for the week. Oh, here we go. So, I've been trying to find something that is on par with all of the crap that Alicia's been bringing to the table. It's (laughs) it's tough, isn't it? And honestly, it's not quite there, and it's a little depressing, but I'm going with it. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so I got this from a BuzzFeed article. Um, and it's a long form question. Okay, so you have been on a cruise for two days when there is an accident that forces everyone on board to abandon ship, okay? During the evacuation, one of the boats is damaged, leaving it with a hole that is filling it with water. You figure that with 10 people in the boat, you can keep the boat afloat, that rhymes, (laughs) by having nine people scoop the water by hand for 10 minutes while the 10th person rests. After that 10-minute rest, he or she will get back to work while the next person in line rests, and so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Sounds exhausting, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) So this should keep that boat with the hole um from sinking long enough for a rescue team to find you as long as it happens within five hours. Um, So you're taking your first break when you notice that your best friend is in a lifeboat without a hole that has only nine people in it. And he beckons you to swim over and join them so you won't have to keep bailing out water. But if you leave the people in the sinking boat, they will only be able to stay afloat for two hours instead of five hours with having you on their crew. So that would decrease their chances of being rescued, but guarantee your chances as long as a boat comes because your boat isn't sinking. So what do you do in that scenario? Would you stay in that boat so those people could have a three extra hours <clears throat> of a chance? 
or do you stay with the boat that's not sinking so you can just kind of drift around until you're rescued? Yeah, that's a tough one. I know it's kind of sad. (laughs) It would depend for me. It would depend on the who is on each boat. You know, like, is there is there kids on the the sinking boat? If there's more than one kid. Yeah. Because if there's just one kid, you send the kid to the other boat. Right. Yeah. Unless it's a dick. Unless the kid's a dick. You know. (laughs) Ooh, that's a toughie. Isn't that hard? I don't know. I have a really guilty conscience. So it's like, if I were to, like, leave them and then they'd all die, I'd be like, that's my fault. And I would think about that. <clears throat> well, the but they would only, it would only be your fault if that lifeboat came within five hours. If it came in six hours, they were going to die anyway, and you would have died with them. So, you know what I mean? Let's cut the boat up into equal parts. Everybody can uh, rose it from Titanic. Right, and hang on to the other boat or at least yeah. tether to it somehow. Yeah. Make this work. Or they should just tether to the boat and then you can swap out people because then you've got 20 people or 19 people that are yeah. still in the bucket. Damn. There's got to be another. We are good. Jeremy, way. <laughs> we're not even letting you talk. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm taking it all in. Uh <laughs> I think I think a, a, a big question is, if I'm on this boat on a cruise, am I with my wife? And is my wife with me in that rowboat? Ooh, that's a good point. Because yeah, I'm telling you right now, I, I tell you right now, I'm not leaving that boat if my wife's in that boat. Right, right. right. I might send her, but uh, you know, the the thing is, is that the math doesn't add up as far as why would you drop three hours? You know, math and it ain't mathin. And you the other what? thing, the other thing to think of, the, the other thing to think okay. of is how tired is your arms going to be after five hours of, of uh, you right, know, only sc- getting 10 yeah. minute breaks every yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this is just destined, that boat's destined to sink as it is. But yeah, I like your guys' theory where you just, uh, you nestle up to the other boat or you just hang off the other side of the boat. You don't have to be in it. And how many other lifeboats are there, by the way? Can you separate? I think those there's 10? only two. There's, there's only, only there's, two. there's only, that's a small cruise ship that. <laughs> Well, no, <laughs> there's only 19 people I, on this cruise ship. I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, wow. Yeah. It's a three well, hour. I figured it out. Okay. I'm going to whistle for a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ride that dolphin to shore. Like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Just like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I guess the dilemma is, is whether you're going to leave the nine people and go and save yourself. I, you know, I mean, that's right. the moral of the, of the question. So uh, if I don't know the nine people, uh, yeah, I'm probably jumping boat. Yeah. Fuck them, right. Literally. Yeah, literally. Well, and I just think, like, what if I see other people not putting their effort in? Then that's probably just gonna make me real mad. And I'm gonna Mm -hmm. be like, I think, yeah, I think syncing up with both, connecting both boats, I think that's the best choice because then there's only nine people or 10 people at a time, and you can rotate every 10 minutes so that that's still a lot, though. Yeah. Couldn't you shove like, um, articles of clothing in that hole to help uh, keep the the water from coming in as fast. I'm sure they did that, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be MacGyver that mother right up there. And leave that right now. Right. Golly. So yeah, that's, that was the, that was the big question. So I'm going to get right into this here. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. So this week's case does involve a child, and there are mentions of rape. So if uh, you want to skip out and rejoin us next week, we totally get it. Um, We'll see you next time. Uh, But this week, we're going to discuss the 1975 murder of Laurel Jean Mitchell. So if you've been paying attention to Indiana news recently, um, this case has been making headlines even being covered in the New York Times, actually. Um, and this will be a little bit of a shorter one for me anyway, because I usually pass that hour mark. Um, I think it's going to be just under an hour. I don't know. We'll see. But um, 
I definitely thought it was worth talking about and I thought it was cool how everything kind of came together at the end. So let's dive right in. Yeah. And Ashley actually told me on our way to where we're recording that uh, she was doing this case and um, I actually know friends of Laurel's family. So um, shout out to them. I know she listens. So I don't want to mention any names just for privacy reasons, but I didn't know Ashley was doing this case until. I know she gave me a face and I said, oh my God, did you cover this? this no. <laughs> did you write this? You? No, I didn't. I no. just know her family. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so yes. Um, Laurel Jean Mitchell was born on May 25th, 1958 to Richard and Wilma Mitchell. In 1975, she was a 17-year-old senior in high school living in North Webster. Um, she was employed at the Cokesbury Inn, which was a restaurant at Kosciuszko County's Epworth Forest Church Camp. On August 6, 1975, Laurel was leaving work around 10 p.m. to meet up with some friends at Adventureland, which was like, I guess, a local park at the time um, that was pretty popular. Yes, it, it, actually, it was. Uh, it's a, it's a lit, just a hint bit before my time, but I know people that actually work there. Nice. Was it like an amusement park? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. You said park, and I was like, like did a, I say park? Yeah, you said a park, but I mean, a, a, uh, yeah, it's I'm an amusement park. That's correct. Um. So when Laurel was not home by her midnight curfew, her parents obviously were immediately. Re- immediately worried and uh, reported her missing that night. Uh, But their worry would soon turn to dread overnight because the next morning around 10 a.m., two fishermen did find Laurel's body floating in the Elkhart River near the Mallard Roost Roost Public Access Site in Noble County, uh, which is about 15 miles from Epworth Forest where she worked. Laurel was fully clothed about waist deep in the river, um, Sarah, Laurel's 12-year-old sister, now 60, remembers getting picked up from softball practice by a family member or by a family friend early that morning and coming home to just police cars all over her driveway. She told the New York Times um, that it was just a very small town laid back that uh, we felt safe, she said. We came and went as we pleased in the summer and the parents didn't worry about us. So upon initial inspection, police couldn't immediately identify her as Laurel. Um, and plus, Laurel was a strong swimmer. She worked at a summer camp. So it was kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. <clears throat> um, they also believed that an accidental drowning was the cause of the young woman that they found um, death, as there were no visible signs of a struggle. But they did state in the same breath that they were not ruling out foul play and began um, a very aggressive investigation. Um, And once they positively identified the victim as Laurel, they hit the ground running. They had known that um, she'd been last seen around 10 p.m. exiting the Epworth uh, Forest after work. They began talking to anyone who'd been around her that around her work that evening, and uh, they soon found out that. She had planned to meet those friends at Adventureland, um, which was about a half hour's walk from the church camp. And um, a friend also told police that they saw her at the Big Stone Columns, um, which we'll post a picture of that um, at the entrance of the church camp, and that she had waved to Laurel as she was walking by. And then Laurel kept walking into the uh, dark. Laurel's sister stated in 2014 that quote normally either my mom or dad or the neighborhood or the neighbor picked her up after work that night was just a fluke she was going to meet friends at Adventureland and we don't know if she ever made it there because her friends ended up going to the county fair instead nobody knew she was missing until she did not come home at midnight that night So police also asked the public uh, for tips, giving Laurel's description and her last known whereabouts, um, specifically calling for people who were swimming at the Diamond Lake Public Beach between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. that evening. You know, maybe someone saw something, could give them a bit of direction, 
Um, and at some point during that short 30 minute walk, she just kind of vanished. <clears throat> during initial interviews, a man reportedly heard what he thought sounded like someone slamming their trunk closed. Um, and he saw the car and he thought that it was an Oldsmobile. So they kind of had that to go off of. Um, another resident told police that uh, she thought she heard something, someone saying something along the lines of let's get her or just get her, which is kind of weird. Um, in the meantime, the autopsy was being performed at Goshen General Hospital. The medical examiner determined the cause of death to be drowning. So there was no surprise for the cops there. Um, but it was also found that uh, Laurel had been sexually assaulted before she drowned. Um, and other evidence on her body suggested that she had put up quite a fight for her life. Now, police uh, finally knew, okay, this was a crime. This was not an accident. Um, so all of her clothes, including shoes, a sweatshirt, bra, underwear, and blue jeans were taken to the lab uh, to be properly stored uh you know, just in case he needed them. They received a hopeful tip at like 3 a.m. about a week after uh, Laurel went missing. Sergeant Detective Sid Fish stated to the papers on August 8th, sorry, August 18th, 1975, that, quote, the person had some important information, but it was not clear. The caller hung up before we got the full message or her identity. We've made an appeal for the person to contact us again, and we would do our best to keep his or her identity undisclosed, end quote. <clears throat> so to their knowledge, that caller never, never reached mm -hmm. back again. So um, police did uh, receive some help from a local organization called Citizens for Law Enforcement. Um, Greg Smith, who is the spokesman for the group, said they came up with $10,000 reward money to be paid to anyone who could give um, viable information or evidence uh, leading to the arrest of the person or persons responsible for Laurel's death. By the end of August that year, police had a solid timeline of events, less a five-minute window. So I couldn't find the timeline or specifically how they came up with and confirmed the timeline um because it's from 1975 so it's yeah. kind of hard to find those those minute details um that seem so big to us now mm -hmm. <clears throat> as far as reading about things um but yeah i only found a few older articles to look at so as time rolled on <clears throat> the tip line ran dry and with no direction the case inevitably went cold Captain Smith, who had worked the cold case for 20 years, said the sorry, <clears throat> said the investigation into Miss Mitchell's killing had followed a similar pattern of other such cases. Witnesses pass away, memories fade, all of those hurdles make it very difficult, he said, especially when you go back so far. So the police were still advocating for tips um, throughout the years. And in recent years, it started to pay off. A woman came forward in 2013 um, saying that she went on a date with a man named John Lehman um, just after. The, so she went on this date. It was just after about the time the murder happened. Um, and during the date, he admitted his involvement in a crime that he committed with his friend, Fred Bandy. Um, in 2014, <clears throat> they got a lead from a resident that there was this band from Delphi, Indiana, that had, which is another trigger, Indiana town. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. So a band from Delph Delphi had been in town that day and actually played at the Cokeberry Inn at Epworth Forest, which is where she worked at the Cokeberry Inn. So um, the police, again, passed this information to the public, trying to get the name of the band, which they actually had tips uh calling they got the name um the band was called celebrate the sun and eventually they got in contact with these band members but they ended up confirming that the band celebrate the sun was not that actual band that had been in town and played oh right strange how did 
because none of them were from Delphi. So that wasn't, it wasn't the same band. It was a different band is, is how I understood it. It was kind of, kind of confusing a little yeah. bit. But, um, so they again <clears throat> reached out to the public for help. In uh, 2014, again, a man that went to school with uh, Fred Bandy came forward stating that Bandy had admit had admitted to the crime and even knew exactly where Laurel's body was found. So they did state the location pretty early on in papers, like as early as like the next day or the day after. Um, but I'm assuming like the exact location. Yeah, like pretty close. Yeah, like uh, it was found near this public access site in this river in this county. Wasn't like, it under, wasn't her body found under a bridge? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, public access where you can like kind of, yeah. Yeah. Or what's it called, ported? No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like I said, they did kind of release the location pretty exact uh pretty early on but i'm assuming he gave something that wasn't released or the conversation happened before uh the release of that paper the information was released to the public um and in 2019 a man came forward stating he attended a party in high school that brand brandy that bandy was also attending and when they were chatting and laurel's death came up bandy told the man that he and john layman had committed that crime together Imagine just, he's, he's now told three people. Well, and the thing is, is he told Minimum. them, he told them like the week of. Yeah. He's just so nonchalant right. about telling all these people. Or, or at least the year of, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's crazy, but he's probably telling, you know, 15, 16 year olds. That's scary. What do you do with that impression? Do you even believe them? Yeah, you know? exactly. And if you say something to your parents or whoever, are they going to believe you? Mm-hmm. maybe the parents were like oh my gosh that kid's crazy you know i don't know what his reputation was in yeah. school so yeah it's just a lot of well then you also take in the fear that uh, if if he's telling the truth and and you know he found out you said something to somebody you know mm-hmm. why does that make you next on his list yeah. right if, especially if they can't prove it and he ends up running free right mm-hmm so yeah, a lot of things to take into consideration on that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and the main thing is, is that it's just a bunch of kids. I mean, right. yeah, even the guys that did it, they were just, they were kids. It's just a bunch of high schoolers. Um, <clears throat> But police now had enough probable cause with all these different and spaced out witnesses pulling these two names um, for them. They had enough probable cause to get DNA from these two men and actually three other men they were investigating. So once tested the dna collected from laurel's clothing ruled out the other three suspects now i don't know if these were the members of that band we talked about or if they found that real members like all of that is kind of a little bit confusing to me um in any case they were ruled out nothing linked them to it so um but the lab personnel were able to make correlations between the evidence and uh bandy's dna Mm-hmm. So that that right there puts him, you know, knee deep in the situation. But I didn't find anything about Lehman being genetically linked to anything. So it almost feels like he's like guilty by association a little bit, aside from him telling that girl he went on a date with yeah. that he had done it. Um, but I'm sure there's other things. <clears throat> Uh, police now believed that the two men uh, picked up Laurel outside of her workplace somewhere in Bandy's car um, before raping her and throwing her into the river. Uh, records show that Bandy was driving a 1971 Oldsmobile at the time, so that links up with that original tip. That original tip, yeah, from uh, so long ago. Um, and in 2001. Bandy pleaded guilty to solicitation and contributing to the delinquency of a minor or of a child. And in 2016, he pleaded guilty to two counts of child molestation, serving less than six years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Protect the children, right? Um. <clears throat> so on February 6th of this year, 2023, over 47 years after her murder, the police arrested 67-year-old Fred Bandy Jr. of Goshen, Indiana. 
It's too close to home. Yes. <laughs> and 67-year-old John Wayne Lehman of Auburn, Indiana. During a press conference announcing the arrests, uh, Noble County Prosecutor Jim Mowry stated, uh, while the arrest of these two individuals is very important, is a very important step, this is not the end. Um, the investigation of this crime is still ongoing and the prosecution of these two defendants has just begun. Authorities and um, the family both believe or both agree that the work done to solve this case was unrelenting. Um, Sarah Laurel's sister told the New York, uh, sorry, Sarah, comma, Laurel's sister told the New York Times that Captain Smith would carry around, quote, big books that held the names and info of over 1,000 people that they had interviewed over the years. Wow. Yeah. Like he was dedicated. Um, Sarah also stated of her sister, quote, she was a really good person. It's like, gosh, you picked somebody really good to do this to someone who could have done a lot of good things in this world. Um, I'm very glad they were finally arrested and very appreciative of all the people who came forward. She also said there were so many flowers at the funeral home. There was no room for people. We had to move the funeral to the church. And when we walked out the door of the church, there were people lined up down the street that couldn't even fit inside. Wow. The church. Yeah. This episode, as I had mentioned earlier, is a pretty short one for me. Um, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but I did want to talk about this case because it's, though it's a big shame that um, it didn't happen sooner, this case is a classic example of how police solve not just murder cases, but any case they come into when they're fairly blind. Um, we've got the careful and diligent police work, shout out to the Indiana State Police and the Noble County Police. But then there's also the careful storage and preservation of important key evidence. So shout out to the lab crews involved in that over the years. And then lastly, the brave people who reached out to the police with solid tips. So mm -hmm. yeah, shout out to the people who came forward, gave police the leads that they followed. Um, these three factors all culminated to bring uh, Laurel's family some closure. Yeah. And um, I also, I know I shouted out the Indiana State Police in Noble County already, but I do want to mention all the departments that helped with this case throughout the almost 50 years that it was uh, open. So uh, thanks to the Fort Wayne uh, post, the Bremen post, the Indiana State Police labs uh, in the Fort Wayne location and the Lowell location, Kosciuszko County Sheriff's Department and Prosecutor's Office, and then the Noble County's Coroner's Office and Prosecutor's Office. So they are all um, currently going through trial. I think they had their first um, like initial hearing mm -hmm. on uh, February 8th, but I haven't heard much about it since then. I'm sure it either got postponed or just one of those things where nothing's really going to happen for a few months because it's kind of a big case with a lot yeah. of, a lot of time. So. So yeah, that's, that's actually, that's it. Yeah. Laurel, um, from what I've been told by the, the, the family friend, um, couldn't have asked for a better person, mm -hmm. very kind, very quiet kind of girl. Um, and when they, when they, they never stopped thinking about her and wanting to get this case solved, um, because they had, you know, talked to me about it even. And, mm -hmm. and I was like reluctant about covering it. Right. You know, it was one of those, I wanted to get more eyes on it. Obviously that's what we're here for. But um, when you get those cases that are close to people, yeah. it's hard. It is the hard. People, you know, it's hard to want mm -hmm. to. Um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It is a lot of pressure. Absolutely. You want to do it right. Yeah, for sure. So um my friend's mom was best friends with Laurel. So um, when I saw the news that mm -hmm. the men had been arrested for her murder, I I texted her and was like, give your mom a big hug for me. Like, you should, And it was a yeah, real solemn way day for them. And, it, like, yeah. Yeah. There oh was like, some peace in that, that, that these guys would see their justice for what they mm -hmm. did to her. But. And they don't mention anything about, or at least I shouldn't say that. I didn't find anything about as far as if they went to the same school as her, um, if they 
were the exact same age as her. I don't know if they were older and out of school or, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess we could do the math, but, but they were both young. These guys had to be in the same grade because they were both arrested at age of 67. So, you know, they had mm-hmm. to be friends in school, you know, yeah, to carry that all this time. Like, ugh. well, and to be so open. Yeah. Like who else over but, 47 years did he say this to? Right. It's crazy. But like you both said, I mean, you don't know if he's lying. What was his reputation? Was he somebody that often lied right. about things? Um, mm-hmm. Was he scary? Was he intimidating to where you were like, I don't want to be involved with this dude. This mm-hmm. is not my business. But yeah, this is a classic case of see something, say something. Right, right, right. Because the worst that's going to happen is it's not going to do anything. And they're so. still just going to be out there anyway. Yep. So what's up, Jay? What you got? Just, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm extremely happy for the closure for the family. Uh, but I'm also, I'm also happy for the, uh, lead sheriff or the, the lead police officer. A lot of those guys that investigate these murders and stuff like that have to live with, live with that just like oh, the yeah, family does. So mm-hmm. for him too, also that he got the closure of something that probably weighed on him for a long time, especially with these small town these small town police officers. I mean, you talking about Costco County. I mean, they're, they're uh, the police departments a, is sizable, but you know, not nearly the size of some of these big city, you know, uh, right. police oh, officers yeah. and stuff like that. So a lot of these guys <clears throat> will take this stuff to heart for a long period of time. So, you know, like I said, I'm happy for the family. They got their closure. That's great. I'm also happy for him too, that he kind of can kind of put a seal on something he's been carrying for, for that long of a period <clears throat> Yeah, I read, um, I mean, uh, the sister, uh, Laurel's sister, Sarah, mentioned, you know, that it was really unfortunate that both of their parents had passed actually before um, right. they came to this conclusion. Um, but she said that, she also mentioned that he was not given up. I think, what was his name, Smith? He was, he was determined to solve it, and he did. Good for him. Yeah. You know, so... Other than that, uh, yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad case of it. I mean, man, in the seventies, I mean, we've talked about this many a times, you know, the seventies and eighties, it wasn't nothing for us just to run around and do whatever we wanted to do. And it's not like she was like 12 or anything. Like she was 17, leaving work, walking to meet her friends. Mm-hmm. She still had a curfew, a reasonable time, I think for a 17 year old. Oh yeah. You sure. know, midnight that's, you know, that's not unreasonable. So it's like, it's not like her parents, she was hitchhiking or doing anything crazy. She right, was just right. existing. Yeah. Living her life. Just <laughs> insane. I can't believe those boys got to live almost, you know, three quarters of their life. Just like it never happened. Absolutely, yeah. So messed up, but they're going away now. Yep. So. Well, I can't believe that he made it out made it out of prison after six years of after being would you say something about uh child molestation yeah i mean normally that doesn't happen yeah it just depends if they put you in you know isolation or solitary or whatever it's called um and they have special blocks for chomo so (laughs) what can you not say that i don't care if i offend them (laughs) Um, that word's always just a funny word yeah so um but yeah it kind of i guess it's a good thing because he had to be brought to justice that he didn't get murdered in prison even right right yeah i would have paid money to watch that happen yeah (laughs) maybe this time around hey um oh sorry oh i just breaking my stuff um yeah so that's that's the story i don't know Got anything else you want to touch on? No, I'm I'm uh I almost said free ball. I was literally thinking free balling. <laughs> free balling. I'm gonna um wing it. I actually do have uh I should have said this at the top of the oh, hour. Yeah, but I did yeah, you had that I other piece, right? But um so the case that I had covered last week, which was the um the Mary Agnes Maroney case about the little girl who oh, went yeah. to Chicago. Yeah, there was actually um, on February seventeenth, there was a break in that case. Oh, really? There was, which was from that's insane. Okay, the nineteen thirties. Yeah. Um. So, 
they uh there's a new investigation into the kidnapping that led her family to conclude that a woman named Jeanette Burchard who was a nurse she had three children um and she died in Florida 20 years ago was actually the missing two-year-old named Mary Agnes Maroney what yeah (laughs) isn't that crazy that is crazy. So she she lived a full life then? Yep. Um, How cool is that? What a cool ending to your story. Yep. So how, um, how, are you going to tell us how they came to that conclusion? Yeah. Was it like 23andMe, like her family did, like her kids did DNA tests or something? So Mary Agnes's nephew named Don Maroney, he's um, 55 years old. He's been searching for an answer to this story for his entire life since he was in high school. Uh-huh. And he is convinced now that his aunt was found. And he believes that Mary Agnes lived her life as Jeanette Burchard. Um, she was raised in a, as an only child. She was married twice. She had three children. And she spent more than 50 years as a nurse, which is kind of That's really cool. I have one concern. Were her parents kidnappers or were they not privy to how she was brought to them i do not know because that is something to look into i feel like i can't remember if this was in a, like a movie or if it was like a podcast but i remember hearing about this like almost secret organization that would kidnap children just to adopt them out oh yeah it was like very high dollar yeah 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 okay i, I didn't know if i made that up or not Sometimes so I no there was a um genetic dna be- test like the commercial like 23 and me or ancestry that linked like the way that the he figured it out mm-hmm. it linked them that's insane her, her granddaughter i believe it was her granddaughter to him so yeah that's really cool pretty crazy oh, so she survived yeah oh god for her parents <laughs> I'd love to hear the I'd love to hear the family stories of uh Yeah, I'm sure now that it's out there might be a lot more uh maybe TV, even a documentary about it. That, TV that movie great. of the week yeah. coming to WNDU. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You should email Netflix and tell them to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Get on a Netflix. Mm-hmm. Hey Jay, I really like your hat. You like that hat? Look at that. I do believe the uh the last time we uh, actually spoke and recorded was pre-Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs won the big game. That's right. No, we last time we recorded we knew. Nope. Oh really? What? Nope, because if you listen back three episodes, I remember it was the if they won, right. put this in. If they yeah. didn't, then put this in. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, so, yes, my Chiefs did win the uh, Super Bowl. I couldn't have been happier. Uh, I got to spend it with the Gunner and Sarah. And uh, what, a, what a great time. What a, what a yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh, damn it, Jeff. Shut up. <laughs> I'm looking at that. Uh, uh, I'm just looking to see what the name of the the person that uh, that I read on the internet that they just found after 30 years. We kind of talked about it pre-show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Missing woman found alive after more than 30 years family reacts. So I was hoping to catch her name, but I don't see it. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's great news. It's like this time of year is like uh, everybody's finding everybody. That's pretty awesome. Mm-mm. Don't you think? It Maybe. is pretty awesome. Swap these two. <laughs> um, Jay, how many Kansas City guitars do you have in that room? Oh, is that a Guitar Hero one? I only have one Kansas City guitar in this room. Okay, I see it. The other one, the other one uh, on the other wall. Let's see. Hold on. This one, mm-hmm. That's your KC <laughs> this one, one. Yeah. right there mm-hmm. is is a uh, um, it's guitar yes, guitar hero, hero from uh, that's uh, the Explorer body. I really like that body, so I kept oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, I the other ones I didn't. But this one right here is actually uh, is actually that. Um, you want to see something cool, real quick? You Always. guys talk amongst yourself for one second. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah, see, I was close. 
<laughs> you were not close. All I did was the and you spelled needed- Chiefs wrong. Oh, sh- I ease. No one cares about them. <laughs> is that your new helmet? That is my new helmet. Autographed by Juju Smith-Tuster. What a name. I need to get a case for it. So wow. there it is. That is awesome. I'm so glad you won that. You deserve I it. Too. Looks That's good insane. Right I can't believe you won that. <laughs> Do what? I said, I can't believe you won that. Yep. Out of how many people? Uh, I don't remember. 16? 10? Oh, okay. All 10 or 16? All yeah. of them. I was thinking like hundreds. No, that's no, still, no. That's still a that's still awesome. That's a that's a prize right there. Loving it. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, guess we can wrap things up here. So, um, let's see. You want to check out the other stuff that we do <laughs> as a team? See, we got of- listeners. As you're listening to this, you got to remember, and we're Ashley is so offset she's used to being in the studio you know <laughs> and with all of us in one room you know and we having have all microphones. that yeah i know really right throwing me off. we're I'm yelling to... we're yelling at a mac computer right now i'm gonna have to hold something <laughs> pretend up to talk into when i do my game <laughs> well hopefully we can get back in the studio we'll have to figure something out but uh yeah yeah so this is just kind of a special a special episode because the weather outside is frightening and uh, I did not want these girls driving home, uh, you know, late in the evening on some treacherous roads. I'd rather them be right. safe and we have a little bit of audio indifference than to have them uh, risk their lives just to drive 20 minutes to get to the studio. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. Ashley has a white truck. So, like, we'd get lost in the blizzard easily. It was. I mean, we wouldn't find them. <laughs> I for, do like... a four wheel drive, though. Just <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure you're... all cars do. I'm sure you're a very good driver on the driveway. Yeah, but it's definitely I think it's a good slick, driver. It's slushy. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No. Yeah, I, it's the old brain man. I'm, very good, I'm a very good driver. I, Dad lets me drive on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen Rain Man? No. Oh, dear Lord. There you go. There's your weekend obsession. Watch Rain Man. Tom Cruise, Dustin Hoffman. Can't go wrong. Ashley just put a post it note on your face. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, let's see. Monday, we have the call, guys. We do. Um, Actually, gosh, I'm so not caught up this week on anything, actually, if I'm being honest. So um, check them out. And let- I mean, we listen every week as soon as they drop because they're just so good. Yeah. Yes. That. God, Ashley. So um, <clears throat> check out the call, guys. Uh, if they are doing, they're doing good stuff every week. It's every always week. good. They've done the Sandler verse. They've done top uh, three actors, top three actresses. They they've done Marvel. They've done did they done DC? I know they kind of fight over that one. The Empire Struck Back. No, yeah. the, em- yep. the Emperor Strikes Back. Emperor Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> Empire. So Emperor. yeah, they, I mean, they do all kinds of stuff. Listen, culture, it's all let's media. see. Uh, um, if you haven't listened. Uh, Coming up, episode 52 on Monday. Is there one year anniversary episode 52? Oh, that's right. It is going to be a long one, but they have all their guests coming back um, to do a thing. You guys didn't do that, did you? I, no. I told him I wanted to, and he never got back to me. So I'm we're fighting right now, <laughs> Gunner and I, because I did. I said that in the family chat. That I, wanted to. I, I missed that. I forgot we did an episode with them. I cannot believe they forgot about us. I told him, I said, I would love to be on your one-year thing. And he never must responded. So, yeah, we're fighting Gunner. The murderers so you know. are, are mad at you, uh, call mad. guys. They're throwing I'm it out mad. there. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> well, it, it's going to be like three, three and a half hours long as it is yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love me a good binge episode. This is a good binge episode. So, um, I, I, the emperor did 30 minutes. With him. <laughs> wow. Emperor. I know. Got a lot to say. Always. Oh, oh. <laughs> always. Um, what are you guys doing uh, this week on golden image or what did you do this past week in, uh, in real time? As far as this is going to be released. Not right now. 
So this uh, this week, uh, since this episode, um, we will probably be covering Comic Con. I think we're taking a trip up there. Uh, So we actually haven't even recorded the the episode you guys all listened to on Tuesday. We haven't even recorded it yet. So um, I'm assuming we're going to do Comic Con. Yeah. Yes, technically that is tomorrow. Uh, Both with our first convention. Yeah. Miss it because I have to work. Oh You're yeah, gonna miss it because that's why I can't take Val to that party. Yeah, that'll be fun though. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, we went with uh, Azure and Kyrie last year. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah, we're we're all heading up there. I'm meeting with some friends up there. So, uh, what else we got? Uh, so that's two stop. Oh. Uh, that'll be Team Chaos. I have no idea what they're what they did this week. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yet. We're, we're pre pre dropped, so yeah. we can't really tell you guys too much. But Indiana um, Chiefs fans has actually uh, finished their season. Uh, um, was last week, so the season finale was last week. So there is a blank spot on Thursday at this moment, but uh, you never know what might be coming around the bend. <laughs> I've been in. I've been in talks. I've I've been in talks with three three different people about three different podcasts so oh jesus jeremy <laughs> no more i can't not look i at can't him. slap I look at him. <laughs> you looking at yourself yeah <laughs> i'm just oh. saying we, we've been in talks i don't know you know uh you know, they're a long way off but uh yeah the empire is still going the empire never is still stops, building never, stopping. never <laughs> stop nope never stop working so that's Thursday. Oh. So then Friday we have, of course, us, the Murder Nerds. Um, and then we've got a court of books and booze. Yeah. So as you finish up today's episode of Murder Nerds, uh, head over to Court of Books and Booze. There will, their uh, episode of the Assassin's Blade in the uh, Throne of Glass trilogy should be uh, coming out today. Not a trilogy. I was going to say trilogy. No, sorry, trilogy. Uh-huh. Yeah, serious. It's more than a trilogy. I'm There's so a, sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think trilogy. I just think, uh, yeah. I read trilogy three of them. So one. it's a, a, a octonomous. <laughs> it's not Yeah. Octology. So, yeah, once you finish up here, head over to a quarter yeah. books and booze and uh, yeah. the Throne of Glass series. That they're working on the Assassin's Blade. I'm going to dive into that series um, probably here in the next month or so if Alicia ever stops dragging her feet and we can read the last in the Akatar series. We got to read Silver Flames. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) And it's so big. It is really big. It's kind of intimidating. It's a really big book. I like big books Books and I cannot lie. You other... Where's my post-it notes? <laughs> How are you going to cover our face? She moved it. She wanted to look into your sweet, sweet. I eyes. could just min. Hold on. I can just minimize. Oh, I can you just shouldn't. minimize the uh, the thing here. Hold on. <laughs> yes. Watch out for that car coming in behind you there. In the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all our audio listeners, we uh we made our green screen that's here in our this space we're using the space we're using <laughs> it's got a green screen and we've got a car and snow behind us to set the mood for uh Let's us actually, not being able to have to move the computer and put the window in the background it looks worse almost yeah <laughs> <laughs> not me guys uh, on my background it's all kansas city chief stuff mm-hmm. lots very of distracting. it very is that iron man's hand in the wall yes coming out can you yeah. see hold on hold on i'll move Wait, have you never noticed that before? See, look, no. he's no, I've never seen that. I've never like taken time, like, because I don't watch you guys, no offense. I don't watch you guys on YouTube, I just listen on right. Spotify. So I don't ever see any of the video footage. Oh. Which I need to go through and do that for you guys and for the um call guys, because I know that they do video for everything as well. In the in the Emperor Strikes Back at the very end. When they, you know, they wish me the happy birthday and they set off the fireworks and all like that. And Gunner makes a comment about not actually throwing it in there. And I was like, Hey, I just need like a little flame. And I click my fingers and the flame shoots up out of my fingers in the video. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually see it on TikTok. He just, I think he clipped it. That's oh awesome. my gosh. Is there a fat Billy Ray Cyrus approved sticker? No, not but we did <laughs> we, we did do the thumbs up. So it is that fat so Billy cool. Ray approved. 
funny. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. What do you think? It does think- not. You can find us on Facebook oh, and shit. Instagram. Yeah. Um, at Bird Nerds. Um, you can also email us if you want to. We like getting mail. So it's murdernerds at gmail.com. And Ash is picking her nose. I'm not. They can't prove anything. It's the green screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. That was weird. It did it again. Yeah, it did it again. That was weird. Did it do it for you, Jeremy? Where it flashed? It always like, does. It gray. always does it for me. That's so oh. weird. <laughs> hey, if you want to help, mon- you want to help uh, help us out there a little bit and, uh, and monetize the uh, podcast, you can make a monthly donation of ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. We so much appreciate it. Uh, Golden Jay is getting ready to get fired from his job, so he's going to need all of this money coming in <laughs> to the Golden Mojo Empire. I'm oh, yeah. Kidding. Also, I quit my job. Yeah. I'm unemployed. <laughs> I love well, my job, so I'm not going <laughs> Well, it sounds like we're going to have to start divvying up some money to get ramen for Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, I think that's it for today's episode. I think so, too. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Oh, dear Lord, you did not just go there. (laughs) We were a little British with that one a little bit. Right. Right. I like British. I like it a lot, yeah. What's wrong with them? I don't know. (laughs) All righty, well, until next week. Bye. Bye.